So before we start this week's episode, let me tell you about Anchor. And yes, I am doing ads now because we are leveling up. One of the biggest reservations I had about starting a podcast was how to edit and distribute my episodes. I thought it would take ages for me to fix my sound clips. I thought it would take all of these, you know, complicated procedures for me to get my podcast out there. But with Anchor, none of those things became a problem at all. And making a podcast became so much easier and more fun. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free stuff? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Anchor app right now or visit anchor.fm. I repeat, that's anchor.fm. And just like me, you'll overcome your fear of making podcasts and you can finally get your voice out there. Alright, so thank you all for coming to this week's episode of the Millennial Prof Podcast. This is actually our first group conversation of the year. And we're going to talk about something that I think is really, really, really appropriate when it comes to thinking of the new year, like your new year's resolutions and what plans you have for yourself. And that is about chasing your dreams. Okay, so we're going to be talking about chasing your dreams this week, okay? And I'm going to be joined by three very special people who are going to talk about their dreams. Because I guess, right, when we're going to talk about pursuing dreams, we can't think of all the dreams that are out there, right? We can't think of, hey, I want to be an engineer, I want to be a chef, or I, I want to get married by 25, you know, things like that, right? So what we want to do is to zero in on one specific career track, one specific life goal, and then from there, kind of distill what we can get, what we can apply to whatever career goal or whatever dream that you yourself might have, okay? In this episode, I'm going to be joined by three med students, medical students. So what bigger dream, what more painful dream <laughs> than, of course, going through medical school? And I think they're, gonna in, they're going to introduce themselves. So I, I, I usually introduce my guests, but I leave the introductions to them. They'll just say who they are and... Uh, why exactly they are pursuing their medical school dreams. But first and foremost, hi to the three of you before you introduce yourselves. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Louie. It's great hello. to be here. But of course, we didn't even get the name of them. So they're just voices. <laughs> okay then. So please tell us about who you are and why you've decided to pursue your medical school dream. Fire away. All right, so hi, I'm Nico Candas. I'm currently a first-year medical school student at the Ateneo School of Medicine and Public Health. So my answer to why I decided to pursue a medical career is actually very simple. When I was younger, I would have many instances wherein I would go to the hospital. Of course, not for me, but like let's say I've had relatives who are sick or I've had other instances. And I really thought na this is some place that I want to be. Like, you know how kids are usually scared of doctors, of needles, of hospitals? But that wasn't the case for me. Eh. So, like, it was just some place. Like, I just felt at home in a hospital. And hopefully, I will indeed in the future become a doctor to really realize and come full circle with those young dreams of mine. And apparently, Nico also has a dream to be Miss Universe. So I really like how even the tone, the joke lang, Miko. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I really love how sincere that sharing is. Definitely, I really like how it's, you know, really rooted in your past and all of these things. But I just really found it very interesting that the uh, Miss Universe. But it's okay, no, but that doesn't mean it less true. It's <laughs> The joke. I, I, for those of you listening, we are we make fun of Miko all the time. So just all for the context, time, yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, this okay. is nothing new. I'm used to it. So, 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Mika. That was great. Yeah, I can go next. So, hello, everyone. My name is Alisa Koa, but you can call me Koa for short. That's what everyone calls me. Um, I'm from Atenea School of Medicine and Public Health, like Miko and Soap. And the reason why I wanted to pursue my medical school dream is really just because of an organization I joined in college. It's called Kaif Atenea. Shout out to everyone in Kaif. Indeed. Love you guys. <laughs> yes. Um, we went on weekly hospital visits to hospitals all over Metro Manila. So, PCMC, QMMC, and the like. And I just realized I enjoyed what I did, which was interacting with the kids, playing with them, providing psychosocial support. And I wanted to just integrate that dream, I guess, or that action with my passion or my future job, which is to become a doctor for children, pediatrics, basically. So yeah, that's mine. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Miko, for sharing your life story. It's very, very <laughs> insightful. <laughs> No, but I mean, I think that's what we're really getting. On a more serious note, serious na tayo, di ba? On a more serious note, that's what we're really getting our dreams from, di ba? Maybe it's family background. It's something that you were able to pick up in your orgs, di ba? Our dreams are really something that are constructed from things that we've experienced in the past. So, definitely. And yes, Kai Tatanayor, all of us are from Kai, for sure. So, yes, yes we are very, very <laughs> proud of that. Okay, and finally, here we go. Hi, okay. <laughs> I'm Sophia Reyes, but most people call me so. And yes, I'm also from Atenea School of Medicine and Public Health. So like Nico and Koa, I think it's sort of similar how we chose our career paths based on experiences. And me personally, I come from a family of doctors. So both my parents are doctors and my two older brothers are also in med school. So one second year, one third year. And I'm a first-year student, yeah. Um, for me, it wasn't really like I was brainwashed. I think that's, what, that's like the common connotation uh, if you say that your parents are both doctors, they're going to be like, ah, pinilit ka ba? And the thing that's different in my family is that they never forced us to go into med school or choose maybe STEM track in high school and whatnot. It was more of something I gravitated towards too because growing up, I would you know, go to the hospital to pick up my dad and spend a bit of time in the office waiting for him. And I think that's where my curiosity stems from. So here I am. I've learned to come to love the med school life, no matter how hard it might seem like. And that's exactly what we are going to talk about. I really love how she ended it because we really want to talk about how when we, when we think of our dreams, right, we always have this really beautiful image of it. Like, wow, I'm going to be a doctor someday. But then getting there, there's really going to be a lot of hardship that takes place. And then maybe, I don't know if Soph's just weird that she takes a lot of, finds a lot of happiness in that, in, in all the suffering that comes with it. But that's exactly what we want to talk about now, right? I mean, some of the sacrifices that you will really have to make when pursuing your dreams, but in particular, your medical school dream. So actually, if you're wondering why I actually asked these three of all of the possible medical school students I could have asked, right? Bakit silang tatlo? Um, essentially because I follow Soph's Instagram and I see sometimes but that they're up until like 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, ganyan, di ba? Studying, we hope, or we'd like to think. I think it's naman, di ba? Of course, right? Preparing for an exam that's going to happen and or maybe even a series of exams that, that would happen in a week. So sometimes I, I think that whenever I look at those Instagram stories, oh, grabe naman dedication ng mga taong to. And, and di ba? Losing sleep, maybe losing time for other things that they would like to do. Why would you do that? No, like there must be something about the dream itself that makes you willing to even give up all of those things. So, actually, yun nga eh. so these are just my presumptions, but obviously, silang mag provide ng details. So, for the three of you, what were some of the sacrifices you had to make in order for you to start pursuing your medical school dreams and to think that you're already well. You're just at the beginning, right? So what did you have to give up? What were the things that you had to sacrifice? Well, I think that a commonality among the three of us was that we were we had to sacrifice a lot of time specifically. Like as Louis mentioned, you would see Instagram stories of us hopefully studying until the wee hours of the morning. But then actually in reality, that's just go and so. I, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm actually doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I that I'm doing relatively well. 
Okay. No, but that's that's one thing talaga, the sacrifice of time. Like, we would sleep late, we would wake up early, even our weekends, we really had to sacrifice it to end up studying or preparing for group presentations and whatnot. And I think that I speak for a lot of med students who experience these same things. And these are times that could have been spent doing other things, like hanging out with friends or bonding with the family or whatnot. But the fact is that us med students, for a lot of us at least, we really sacrifice these times knowing what we're getting ourselves into. That we know that we will be missing a lot of hangouts, a lot of reunions and whatnot. But it's something that I guess we are all hopefully committed to because this is eventually going to be our lives in the future. If Especially in the times that we will become doctors. Like, you know how there are doctors who would get pulled out from family reunions because they have an operation or they have an emergency, things like that. So, yeah. parang, parang training na rin to sa, sa amin eh. And it's something that we are still uh, grasping the ropes off. But then as time progresses, we're really just learning to cope with it and really somewhat be excited for it, especially since this is the type of life that we will be living in the future as well. And Nico, when you say that you study even during weekends, during, I don't know, maybe at the, up until the wee hours of the evening or something like that, like in, in terms of numbers, like what does that mean? I mean, not just for Miko, but for, for all of you, like when we're talking about number of hours, what do we mean by that? Like what's a number? That's, for me at least, uh, that's actually quite hard to quantify because I'm the type of student na if I'm tired na, if I'm sleepy, if I don't like na, I'll just give up. I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to close my iPad. I'm going to close my laptop. I will sleep. I will watch Netflix, things like that. But I think, I think to some extent, that's a very work-life balance type of thing. But mm-hmm. then if I were to try my best to quantify it, what I can assure the listeners is that it's definitely more than what I would spend in college, <laughs> high school, and maybe even grade school combined. Like, yes, it's that much. Even, sure. I don't know how many hours, but it really is just that much. For, yeah. for me, at least. And I'm pretty sure others experience the same. I think Soph would like yeah, to. Yeah, Soph, how about you? Like, in terms of she's hours, so excited how eh. many... No, you might be scaring the listeners. Cause <laughs> but, okay, no. Because... I feel like there are two types of med students, at least. There's one type who can actually, you know, enjoy parent, hanging out with friends, going out to their families, watching Netflix, like Nico. Oh, and then there's another type of med student where I feel like me and Koa fall under, where we spend the whole day studying with only maybe our meal times as break, break times. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think it's like, I feel because my friends, they have, well, like my pre-med friends, they have this like fear of going into med school because they think it's all studying. And I won't sugarcoat it. Yeah, it's all studying. But I also think it's up to how you absorb information. Unfortunately, I'm not the fastest when it comes to reading or understanding a topic. I'm the type na, let's say, they're teaching a topic and I'm, parang, Friending ako not to know everything because I feel like if I don't know the full context when I face the exam, I'm not gonna answer anything. And usually that's where that's where my fear comes from. That's why I try to study the whole day. But yeah. then, yeah, I sorry. Admittedly, I take breaks, naman, and you know, yeah. I try to reward myself. Maybe watch a show at night, like one show before I sleep. Right. Something like that. And. It's interesting that you put it that way, that there are two types of medical students, right? So you fall under the second type, meaning that you and Goa actually fall under that second type where you, you, you study, you do, you do marathon studying. Does it, Goa, do you think that makes a difference? Honestly, no. <laughs> so you can actually be more chill like Nico and still arrive at the same result. I would say even if I study the whole day and Miko spends his time playing games or watching videos, we still get the same scores. That's something me and Miko actually share in common. Like we always talk about it. Like, hey, we still have the same brain cell, huh? Up until now, we're still getting the same scores. Because from college up until med school, me and Miko have always been the same in terms of our grades. So I'd say even if I study more, I don't think it equates to better grades. Mm-hmm. That's a stereotype that's very, very 
like prominent about the right. medical school community. But so if I may ask a challenging question, if it doesn't really make a difference, why not be more chill? I have an answer to that. Sure. For me personally, I grew up kasi with the mindset because okay, in grade school, kasi my mom would be teaching me like from grade one to grade four, she'd be helping me out with academics. So parang she instilled this mindset in me na if I didn't do like my 100% and then I didn't get like a good grade, then parang sayang because I know you always say that walang sayang right in life. But in terms of like knowing your capacity, that alam mong kaya mo naman to get a high grade, but you didn't give your 100% because you were chill. Then for me, it's like, I wish I studied more because I know I can do it naman if I put in that effort. Yeah, and I, I don't think at the same time that when we say walang sayang, I mean, it's something that gives us an excuse to be complacent, eh? right? Um. I mean, we say that in the context of loss, right? But when you're thinking about your potential, what you can still do in order to achieve the best that you can be, then yeah, I mean, definitely there's that, shall we say, urge, maybe even say call, to give everything that you have, right? Ito, actually, if I may ask you, okay, uh, all three of you, what's the first word? As at the top of your head, uh, when I say the phrase, Life outside med school. What's the first word that comes into your mind? Life outside med school. Uh, honestly, for me... Oh, sorry, Ko. What did you say? I was just going to say they actually earn money while us were just studying all so, money. Being unproductive citizens of the world. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually interesting. Because huh? I viewed the question in a different manner. When uh-huh. Louis said life outside med school, the word that popped into my mind was possible. Because you know uh-huh. that stereotype na med students don't have lives and whatnot. They don't have social lives and whatnot. For me, and I just want to point this out as before we move on, clarify that I might be painted as someone who may be too chill, but I'd like to reassure everyone <laughs> that I indeed give effort naman. Like, it's not me being patapun or something like that. I think I can relate to what Soph said na. I give my 100% effort naman. It's just that going back to what Louis' uh, phrase was, life outside med school, I view it as possible because it's something that I strongly believe in. And I'm, I want this type of attitude and personality to somewhat be instilled in med students as well, especially those who are somewhat afraid na yun nga, you won't have time for your friends, family, whatnot. I want to assure all of you that it indeed is possible. And that's what I'm trying to do as a med student na, yes, I give my full effort when I have my academics, when I have my extracurriculars, such as batch council work. But also, outside of that, I get to hang out with friends uh, online <laughs> in these times. And I also get to watch movies, play video games, and whatnot. So it's really a matter of that work-life balance that I really strongly believe in. And of course, it's definitely easier said than done. But then I also give my 100% effort to finding this work-life balance, which is what allows me to not be, um, I'd say, as fearful Yes. As uh, planning, I'd say, of med mm-hmm. school as a whole. And it's something that has really helped me so And far. I'm glad you clarified that, Nico, because um, there are people who may have the perception that med school, tas nakakapag-Netflix ka ba? Nakakapag-ganan? There's this impression, are you really taking the job seriously? Are you really taking graduate school seriously, right? But, yun nga, I mean, the point that you're making is that you are, it's just that you're actually giving a bit more time to the other uh, aspects of your life, right? Um, so again, I really, really like how Soph put it, right? There are two kinds of medical school students. So on the one hand, you have the one who's apparently chill but lives a very balanced um, uh, life. But then you know, the, the possible criticism is complacency, right? But then you also have, for example, you, know, you study every single hour, every single day, and the possible criticism of that is maybe a lack of balance. So, yun nga, maybe for you, for both of you, Sof and Koa, how would you respond to that idea that because you're very fixated on 
um, or maybe, maybe fixated is too strong a word, but because you're spending almost all of your hours really in medical school, what about all of the other aspects of your life? And don't we want doctors who are people and not machines, right? I mean, people who have a life, people who can learn how to empathize, people who can learn how to relate or pe- to others, and people who know stuff outside of their field. So, how, how would you respond to that? I guess... When we say studying, it's not really by ourselves, like reading a book in the corner of my room, being sad because I don't get to talk to anyone and all I'm doing all day is study. Um, our type of studying is actually, for me personally at least, um, I hop onto Discord with some friends like Nico and Soph, then silently just study for a bit, um, read my trances, read the book if I have to, and then like constantly we'd have breaks, naman, maybe, maybe like after an arm maybe after two hours there'd be quanto sessions or like I'd go to my couch and go to sleep. So yeah, when I say studying all day, it's not really all day, all day. It's like all day with a bunch of breaks because of course, as important as studying is, it's also important to take care of your mental health. Um, as part of the Batch Council, we've seen numerous batchmates that have gotten a LOA, leave of absence, because they couldn't handle the pressure of med school and its effect on their lives. I think what's most important about being a student is taking care of yourself first, because though it's important to know these topics and to get good grades and to pass, um, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not healthy. There's not going to be a doctor at the end of the day. (laughs) You're not going to be able to graduate med school. So studying, but with moderation, of course, is key for me. How about you, (laughs) Sophie? I think for me, almost the same as Paul, but my mindset is more of like getting in touch with my capacity. Like I've come to terms that I know my limit, my weaknesses and my strengths. And like I mentioned, my weakness now is not being able to comprehend things as fast as other people. So I really set time now. I really have to study when I say I'm going to study. And in terms of balance, I remember something, you, Louis, you told me something when I got into a med school, you messaged me and I kept that like line you told me, <laughs> you were like, wag kang mawala sa ano para hindi mo makalimutan ang sino. And you were saying na don't forget to still talk to your non-med friends. So every time I find myself na I'm just, you know, in my bubble na studying all day, I try to, it, I actually remember that line. I'm like, oh, ano? how are my non-med friends? So I think I'm not the type of person who will try to balance each day na, okay, study and then talk to non-med friends. I'm more of like, I'll study during the weekday when it's time to study. And then come the weekend, that's when I try to catch up on people I haven't spoken to. That's why sometimes when I reply to Louis or my other friends, it's like end of the week and I say, I'm catching up on replies. So this is me making an effort. Yeah, so, actually, so context everybody. If you are interested in messaging, so for some reason or the other, ang technique weekends talaga yan. <laughs> or mga Friday night, ayun na, medyo may ano na. But otherwise, don't expect a quick reply Um, for if you're just messaging on a Monday. That, that's actually a running joke, everyone, is... For example, I'd message Soph and then I'd say, tell her, by the time that you read this, in case you're already in clerkship, <laughs> something like that, or, or sometimes I'd really call her doc by the, at, at, in a certain message because I feel like she's going to reply after maybe four or five years. But then, yun. Uh, yun lang. So, no, but I, I really appreciate how it's really different forms of balance, right? I mean, there are people who balance their priorities within a day and there are people who balance their weeks meaning to say this is a day where it's really just work and then on the weekends i'm going to um do something else and i think even if you're not in med for those of you listening if you're not in medical school maybe you're in corporate maybe you're in law school maybe you're in any other profession right but there is that temptation especially when you're in your early 20s that you want to give everything that you have to your work but because maybe there's a mix of having to prove to people that yes, you know, I'm I'm uh, worth hiring, or yes, um, people, uh, I'm I'm worth the acceptance to medical school or law school. So there really is that temptation that we're all trying to fight to make sure that we don't overfixate on our work, but we actually set some balance. Because, I mean, again, we're not really machines. No, I mean, machines are designed to do just one thing. We're people in the sense that we are embedded in different relationships, different interests, which I think 
are necessary if you really want to do the work really well. Diba? Yeah, and I actually just want to add to that. Like, you know how... Actually, I actually had this professor back then in college. You know, one of the things that he said, he was actually my program director back then in college. It really stuck to me. It was I that... <laughs> yes, I doc show. I doc. <laughs> sabi, sabi niya talaga na paano ka magbibigay kung ang sarili mo mismo ay ubos ka na. Sige nga, sa boses ni Shaw. Sa boses ni Shaw. Um, <laughs> paano ka magbibigay kapag ang sarili like mo na ay well, I tried <laughs> my best. <laughs> Wala, di ko kaya yung person at si Doc Shaw. But anyway, the point still stands. And I think that's, that's not really going true. in the episode for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how... In a lot of, in a lot, if not all of the professions, we're really giving something like giving of service, giving of ourselves or whatnot. So there's that aspect of giving. And indeed, it's important that in this aspect of giving, how will you be able to give if you yourself don't have anything to give anymore? So that's where the importance of what all four of us have been talking about really maintaining that balance in whatever way because everyone has their own struggles everyone has their own paths it's just important that on your end in whatever way you can you are able to save some for yourself so that you still continuously can regenerate and recharge and be able to give back yeah honestly learning how to balance is like really the key when you enter i guess any profession but i think what made me not be super duper scared and take medicine was the way I saw my dad handle like our family and you know medicine being a doctor as in I remember he'd be waking up early in the morning just to go to the hospital for surgery or at the middle of maybe a family event he'll have an emergency like a patient he has to attend to and then he'll leave but then he'll come back but then something like a super like there's this memory in my mind when I was younger that really stuck to me and I said I want to be like that too um we were playing board games with my brothers and him and then a resident called him saying that he wanted to ask something but it wasn't super urgent and then my dad was like can I call you back in a while I'm in a meeting and then I looked at him when he dropped the call I said you're in a meeting, but we're playing. And then he's like, yeah, I'm meeting with my kids. So it's possible. Like what Nico said, life outside med school is possible. You just have to really make that effort to, you know, do both. Be a med student or perhaps if you're a doctor, be a doctor. And at the same time, you know, tend to your family members, your friends, and the people around you that might not be in med school with you. I guess beyond the shall we say, balancing of time. I, I want to focus now on the more internal struggles, right? Meaning to say, um, you know how, for example, whenever we're starting something new, the first thing that we always confront is self-doubt. Whether or not this is something um, worth pursuing, whether, we're not in, whether or not we're in the right place, whether or not we're good enough for what we're doing. So have you ever... St- encountered that have you ever struggled with that and more maybe we can maybe any of you can share whatever internal struggle you have in trying to pursue this dream that you have i experience that struggle every day of my life (laughs) as a medical student um i don't know i guess it's just something that i go through like um what i what i noticed as i have been maybe like six months into med is that i'm always either in the average percentile or just just slightly above um, above average percentile like literally just passing not really excelling not really getting high grades just passing and um just some context i actually have two roommates like i in medical school i got a condo near my school asmph in artigas and (laughs) we all yeah shout out to guppy and josie i love you guys um we always study together and at the end of it just as a fun like little check me up after an exam. We always compare scores. And it's nothing competitive or it's nothing mean. It's just to see like our progress as roommates. And if we need to help each other out, then we can. Um, well, one of our roommates is really smart. I won't name drop me down, but she's really, really smart. I'd say 
like vying for top 10 of the batch kind of Dalawa lang sila hindi mo pa ina-name drop. Bato If she listens to this, she knows who she is. Then the other one, we get more or less the same scores. But then those scores are not really um because in Canvas you can kind of see like the average of the batch and I'd fall slightly below that, I guess, most more often than not. So of course, my pride gets a big hit whenever I see that my score is not enough or if I didn't get as high as I feel like I deserved because we always have that perception is that I gave this much amount of work. So surely, by the end of it, I'll get this much back. But then what I've learned in med school is that that's not always the case. Even if I study all day, even if I don't sleep, even if I really, really read the material like once, twice, thrice. They're really just some things that are beyond my control. And they're really just scores that are possible for me to get. Maybe it's passing. Maybe one day it's a high score. Most days passing. But I guess after the course of the first semester, um, it hasn't really gotten to me as much as it did back when we were starting. Because something that one of our doctors said in our transition seminar is that at the end of the day, when you're a doctor, they're not going to ask you, about your grades or if you were the top 10 of your batch or if you got high in your cell LT back in first year. What they're going to ask or what they're going to look at is the fact that you're a doctor, the fact that you got your degree, you passed the PLE, you're in the hospital now and you're serving. So I guess what I've learned from that experience is to just take one day at a time. Sometimes medical school may be too overwhelming, can't really finish all of the coverage in one day. But for sure, we'll be able to overcome any struggle that we experience. And what's important at the end is that while we graduate, we pass. I don't know how long that will take. Maybe it will take the five years that were expected, maybe longer, but that's okay. I think each person has their own pace and time for anything. And what matters is by the end of it, you're happy and content with where you are. Right. And I think it's also worth noting that, for example, you might not be so good, let's say, at the theory. I mean, first two years, but it's really just you being fed so much information. But then the moment that, let's say, you're in the hospital, the moment that you start maybe from clerkship and then eventually you get the residency, that's where you really shine. Right. So who knows? Maybe we just we bloom at a different point in medical school training. Right? Who knows? I really right? hope that's so. Praying right? for that. <laughs> Well, I think very similar to what Koa mentioned. And in med school, yeah, we have the saying, because we can indeed see the means of the scores of our exams. And the motto is, don't look at the mean, because the mean is literally mean. If you get lower than it, you'll feel bad. And I've had my fair share of these experiences Now I see my score as lower than the mean. So I would tell you that open Koa Guys, or something like that. But then, what these two always tell me and what my other friends tell me really sticks to me. And it's similar to what you said, na everyone blooms uh, somewhere. So what these two always tell me is that everyone at their own pace. And I think that's very important. Na even if you may not get the brightest scores, even if you may be lagging behind a bit, you will eventually get there as long as you persevere, as long as you put your effort into it. And I've always been the type kasi ever since my younger days, my studio, my grad, uh, college days, so to speak, younger days, parang ang tanda ako na, I'm like 22. But I really believe in the journey and not the end result, so to speak. Like, that's what I really look forward to. Like, of course, I may have failures along the way. I may not get the grades I wanted. But at the end of it all, what I really reflect upon, what I really look at myself is that, number one, did I learn something? And number two, did I enjoy learning? Because it's really something, it's really different talaga if you enjoy what you're learning, even, even if you don't get the grades that you want, even if you don't perform that well. But the fact na binuwas mo yung effort mo dun, and the fact that you're taking something into heart, into mind, and that you're able to learn and enjoy it, that really speaks volumes. And it's that normal cliche na grades don't define you. Of course, in some aspects, it does. Like, let's say if you fail, it will define if you will pass or not. But more than that, it really is what you learn. Because like what Koa said, di naman tatanungin ng mga future patients namin, oh, what was your score in that LP? Ganun. 
they will ask you, Doc, pwede mo ba kaming tulungan? And I think that's really what will be the end result. That is a culmination of our journey, so to speak. So that's like what Koa, I'm really taking it uh, one step at a time. And I really do enjoy this journey because you know how people think that med school is a long and arduous journey. And indeed it is. But of course, that mindset that I have going into it is that I will enjoy every single step, every single day towards where I want to be in the future. Pero Miko, pag magpapatingin ako sa'yo in the future, <laughs> kunwari, okay, meron akong... May, Hopefully na, not. Kailangan na, kung kailangan ng antibiotics, diba? And then you're, or kailangan, kung may, you know, inf- bodily infection and you're going to give me antibiotics, natin Miko, ano grade mo sa pharmacology? Yung mga ganyang tipo. <laughs> if, if Louis you know? asked me for antibiotics, <laughs> I'd be like, Wait lang ah, alcohol, soap, and coa. Guys, ano ba dapat? Ito na bad. Kasi Miko, medyo magpapaalbularyo na lang. <laughs> no, pero ito. It, 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 now that you put grades into the picture, kasi I, I, I really like how you and Koa, and I think I'd like to believe even Soph, although she'll explain a little later on. Like, it seems that you have a very healthy attitude towards grades. Okay, na parang, okay, fine, I'm not the top. 10 batch of the batch, but still, right? I mean, as long as I'm able to have enough competency to be able to pass as a doctor. But I find it so interesting that you're able to see the average of your batch and that there's still that, as a person, self-consciousness that comes with that, right? The, or a, rather, a toxic competitiveness that comes with grades. And how do you think you can overcome that? So what do you think? For me, because when I get my grade, I try not to... Like, sure, I acknowledge where I fall among my other batchmates. And I've had a lot of, you know, fair share falling under, below the mean. <laughs> And I felt bad. Like, not gonna sugarcoat it. I felt bad. Na parang, ko and Miko are getting up, like, higher scores than I am. No, I swear, you guys are getting higher scores than me for one module. And then I'm here... I'm like, saan ako nagkulang? I mean, I study the same time as them. I study just, I don't know, just just as hard, but I study long hours like them. But then, you know, I've come to realize that it doesn't matter how long you study. Like you mentioned, that doesn't matter how long you study. I guess it's more of really how you take the test or how you understand the material. Because at the end of the day, if you come to, if you think about it, you can study What let's say like in one of our bojos, we had thirty one chances to study for a final exam. But imagine so thirty one chances na yon. Matatanong ba nila lahat? So what I'm trying to say is, they might not, you know, like something you know by heart might not be asked in the exam, and then you know you, you that's why maybe you don't get the like a good grade as you expected. Because hindi lumabas yung na master mo pero lumabas yung Waterloo mo, di ba? So, there, I think it's about trying to put things into perspective. Now, it's not the end of the world if you fail this component. You can always try to, you know, learn from it and say, babawi ako sa next. And that's my mindset usually. I try to see what other components I can do better at. And like you said, na maybe I'm not good at this aspect, but I am in another aspect. So, dun ko siya babawian. I'll try to get higher there. And in the end, arrive at a grade where I pass the module and move on. But also, like as a closing thought, I hope Kaka doesn't mind me quoting her. But I remember her tweeting something. Hi, Kaka. I hope you don't mind. Hello, you Kaka. Tweeted, <laughs> you tweeted something like, you aren't studying for the grade. You're studying for the day when you're the only thing standing between the patient and the grave. And when I saw that, I'm like, ano? Grades really, I mean, grades do matter. But when it comes to seeing a patient, like what Nico Koa said, they're not gonna ask, anong grade mo sa, you know, sa anatomy, anong grade mo sa facial. It's like, yun nga, can you help us? So really. It's so well said. Grabe. I'm just say, oh, kaka talagang, ikaw na ang ating next host. Next, <laughs> next guest. guest ating. Okay. Um, any other... I don't know, internal struggle that you might have. So, of course, there's that self-doubt, that self-consciousness with regard to grades, but maybe there's something that we've missed. I'm not sure if you guys share the same sentiments, sentiments, but sometimes when I look at my friends outside of med, they're earning, they're living the adulthood life. Like, they know how to pay taxes. 
And here we are, like back in college or, you know, high school mindset pa na we go to school, we study long hours, pero sila, they're out there, you know, um, going to work, earning, maybe helping out in finances with their families. And for me, I think the fear or the struggle is more of like, what if pag ako na, like when I'm out in the real world, there's like a delay in adulthood. And I don't know if that's a thing or that's just my mind playing games. <laughs> okay, as somebody who has been earning the last few years, I don't think it's something that you're going to completely miss out on or be so delayed on. I mean, because for one, it's not as if you're not in adulthood already. You know, in fact, a good friend of mine once told me, but in the context of law school, sabi niya, uh, don't think of law school or med school as you know, extended school. Think of it as training. I mean, you're training for a job. It's like you're taking a four-year-long training, <laughs> Or four-year-long onboarding if you want to use more corporate language for it, right? So you're really training for the job. So you are really in adulthood. Give it, granted, I mean, because you're attending classes, you're still in batches, that you're still a lot of the, as we were talking about off-air, right? You're still a lot of the high school drama that kind of comes along with that. I mean, it's not something completely hard to figure out. So don't worry about it. I mean, definitely, um, once you reach, at, at, at least this comes from my friends who have, they just finished residency, my bachelor's. I mean, for a lot of them, yeah, I mean, earning and figuring out adulting wasn't something too hard for them. Where they felt like parang na delay sila masyado. So it's a fear. I get it. But at least for people who've been through it, it's not insurmountable, for sure. And adulthood is in the mindset. It's not really in what you do. I mean, you can drive a car and be 40 years old but still act like a kid. Okay, so I guess really just to sort of bring the conversation to a close. So what we're seeing here is that all three of you are very, very, very driven to reach your dream, to go through med school and make it to eventually become a doctor and to heal. But there are a lot of hardships for sure. There's a lot of hardships internally and a lot of hardships externally. The time that you have to give up and at the same time your own self-doubt. In the end, what keeps you going? What is it that you tell yourself? What is it that you, I don't know, maybe even look at, for instance, that keeps you going through the sacrifices necessary to reach the dream that you want? I think <laughs> uh, off the top of my head, I just really think that, and I would like to bridge yung mga another internal struggle. I think in a time that where we are in right now, which is the pandemic time, a lot of us can see how doctors are, how frontliners are, and a lot can definitely be persuaded away. They might think na, ah, mahirap maging doctor in the future or like, uh, so even more, even other things like such as monetary things. Parang, ah, parang doctors don't earn that much at the start. Um, they really have hardships and whatnot. So there's a lot of things which would probably make myself doubt. Na oh, tama ba tong path na pinasukan ko? Considering let's say uh, the realities of the healthcare system as a whole, for example. So with that. What keeps me going talaga is looking forward to the future na definitely there may be doubts, there may be fears and insecurities na let's say parang ang weird, ang fragmented ng systems in place, for example. But me as a student right now, in the future, I can hopefully do something to effect change on that. If I am able to be a part of the solution, if I am able to be part of the change that is for the benefit of the many people, then that is something that I definitely look forward to. Like, for example, definitely hindi naman mauubos yung mga people who will get sick. In the future, people will definitely get sick. So, who will be the doctors who will help them? People will always need help. So, definitely, I can be that one of those people who can help them out. And this is one thing that keeps me going. It's looking at what I can do, even just now as a student, I can do change in my own little things, definitely. But then even in the future, once I start working, 
then I can hopefully affect bigger changes, something that I never would have thought of doing. I mean, I'm in a school of medicine and public health. Of course, there can also be change affected towards that. Like if we identify the root causes, why people get sick, then this is something worth looking forward to as well. Na if you can affect public health change talaga on a more structural and holistic level, then definitely it's something to look forward to as well. Um, personally, what keeps me going is going back to why I started this whole journey in the first place. So whenever I get disillusioned or feel like I'm not good enough or even if I study hard, I'm never going to become the doctor that I want to be. I look back at, let's say, my freshman year, sophomore year self, visiting the hospital in PCMC, playing with kids, seeing them struggle because their parents can't afford proper healthcare for them or their children, they should be enjoying their childhood, but instead they're in a hospital. Just remembering that imagery in my head and knowing that I can do so much more for people like them is enough to keep me going for whatever struggles I experience, basically. Um, just another side note also, the kind of doctor I want to become is a pediatrician and I really want to go into public health because like what Miko said, I believe that change is very much possible in our healthcare system and our country in general. But that change isn't going to happen if nobody acts on it. And even if now I think I'm not good enough or I feel like my grades aren't good enough, someday they will be. And someday I'm going to make a change, no matter how little or how small, in whatever capacity I can. So just knowing that I have that possibility of helping someone out, making someone smile, making sure that they reserve, uh, they get the proper rights that they deserve is really enough to keep me going despite this hard and long journey of med school. <laughs> yes, I just hope that one day this toil and effort and challenges will be worth it in the form of the patients that I get to serve and the smiles that I get to see from them after yeah. I've helped them. Okay, I'm getting a sense here that we're halatang lacking health sai wanting to, you know, change the system, be part of that, you know, that movement or that force that will actually make our healthcare system better because it's something we studied in college. I mean, we took up a lot of public health classes in college that made us understand how the healthcare system is in the Philippines. And it's a very long discussion, but we won't go into that. But <laughs> understanding that there's always something we can do better. I think that's where that's what keeps me going, knowing that I can hopefully contribute to it and maybe be part of that change. No matter how big or how small I, I contribute, I just want to be able to, you know, add to that. But I think for me, my mindset right now which some people have told me is kind of very different. I want to go abroad. I want to I wanna take a residency abroad, hopefully. By Miko, just kidding. I want to take a residency abroad because my mindset is, well, coming from Isaac, the whole go global, lead local. And I'm not saying I want to leave the Philippines because I don't like the system. I actually want to leave it so I can get another perspective, like a different point of view, a different, you know, perception from a different culture. And then, you know, try to find ways to probably incorporate it here in the Philippines or, you know, um, implement that, that way of thinking, that way of combating challenges or facing, you know, certain um, <clears throat> challenges. So, yeah, that's it for me. That's why I want to pursue medicine. No, so I guess really just to bring everything together one of the thing that i picked up in our conversation is the importance of sacrifice when achieving a dream and um sacrifice is not a very popular word these days because there's this idea that okay i'm giving up something that's making me happy right now or i'm giving up something that's making me comfortable and who wants to give up things that are ha- make make one happy and comfortable but that's the thing you're giving it up today so that you can get something greater tomorrow right you're giving up what is expedient what is immediate for something that will come later on so yeah there's a certain pain when it comes to sacrifice but what you will get in return 
in the achievement of your dreams is something far greater than what you have now. So even if it is really difficult to go through medical school, because definitely you have to balance your time or attempt to balance your time, and at the same time trying to balance your own inner voices, so to speak, right? <laughs> Sorry for using such a pious word, right? But meaning to say that that the, the voices of self-doubt, the voices of um, compa- comparison, so on and so forth, but to, to go through all of these struggles makes you wonder, why can't I just live an easier life? But But it's really because I think the three of you see that there's something far greater at the end of whatever suffering, if you'd like to put it that way, that you're going through. And I think that's something that can apply to anybody else who really has some sort of dream. If it's not a career dream, maybe it's a relationship dream, maybe it's a personal goal, whatever it is, you may have to give up something right now in order to achieve something greater. And that's exactly what I learned from the three of you. So, um, so Miko, Koa, amazing conversation. Um, what I plan to do is that by the time you're about to take the boards, I'm going to sh- replay this conversation to you. Right. And I, I just want to ask, maybe you can invite me at that point. Right? Okay, oh so my God. Now that we're playing this conversation, are you less idealistic now? Oh Mas, ano, may nagbago? Wouldn't well, that be interesting? So <laughs> That's interesting. Because I thought what Louis was going to say by the time we're taking the boards, that's when this will air. No, no. No, I'll play it back. I'll play back the raw version of that. Okay, so oh, that's very nice. So yes. somewhat, somewhat of our, ano, our own podcast time capsule, so to speak. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Okay, so so Miko, Koa, good luck. You're all amazing. I hope you're able to catch your dreams. Thank you so much, Thank Louis, for having, for having us here. Big hug. If you enjoyed this episode and you're considering starting a podcast of your own, please consider using Anchor, the easiest way to make podcasts. For someone like me who was so afraid of the thought of sleepless nights of editing my podcast episodes, Anchor became my best friend. First of all, it's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Anchor app right now or visit anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm and go get your voice out there.